the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This segment of Faith Talk Live brought to you by America's Benefit, LLC. Comprehensive health care coverage for 30 to 60% less. Online at OurPlanRocks.com. When Rick and Dan are on the radio, it's just another Maniac Monday on Faith Talk Atlanta. Come on, boys. Make some noise. I resemble that remark. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a Maniac uh, Monday. Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. And I love how when we start the uh, intro to the show, Rick walks away. <laughs> yeah, <Yep. laughs> Okay, right. well, we'll see you later. Well, we all know that I have adult ADHD, so I just, uh, <laughs> just I'm here and I'm thinking, oh, I need to go over there. Look. Oh, squirrel. Look, there it is. Anyway, Monday edition. Maniac uh, Monday. And yes, here's our Maniac third banana for the first segment here. Tiana Bobogino. That's right. Steve's Steve's daughter, Pops, (laughs) who didn't get anything for Father's Day. Oh, did I say that out loud? Oh, my gosh. Tiana. Oh, oh, the humanity. Anyway, let's talk about that in just a few. (laughs) Rachel Faulkner Brown in the green room. At least I think she is. I didn't check. So. Oh, well, hope I hope so. <laughs> What's today the day? Yeah. Anyway, she's got Be Still Ministry. She has quite a story. She's been widowed twice. Right. And then now she's married for the third time. Mm-hmm. She uh, kept a secret of abuse in her life for 25 years. And wow. she's got yeah. a ministry touching uh, women. Uh, I think like 1,500 women have been to a Be, a Be Still conference and have been really ministered to. We'll talk about that. And uh, more. Wow. Father's Day yesterday was amazing at the Probst House. But, hey, let's talk about that in seconds. What about the Radcliffe House? No doubt massages were happening everywhere. (laughs) No, no massages yesterday. No, we uh, we did church and uh, went to lunch. You didn't get a massage at church? Did not get a massage, no. Pastor didn't massage your brother. Come over here. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, that didn't happen. Um, you didn't get a massage for did, real for Father's Day? I did not Day? get a massage. No, All right, I, I hold did on. work around go. the house. Are you going to give me a massage right oh, now? Oh, oh there we yeah. go. True oh, okay. friendship. <laughs> okay. I'll give you the rest of the hour to quit that. Um, yeah, no. Uh, That'll I be did, $125. Oh, great. I did some work around the house. Uh, and on finally Father's got a, Day? Yeah. I got uh, a project done that I've been needing to finish uh, doing. Finally got that done. So, yeah. Dan. Yeah. What part of Father's Day? I know. Don't I know. you get? I'm sorry, man. You're supposed to get presents. Yeah. You're not supposed to do yard work. Right. And around the house. Okay. You're supposed to sit around in your shorts. Yeah. Watching whatever you want to watch. You no. didn't do any of that. No, I got some presents. Uh, I got okay, a, I got a Home Depot gift card. Okay. And I got a bag that had all kinds of candy in it from uh, Bethany. She's trying to fat me up for something. Ah. So. Yeah, it was good stuff. <laughs> and that's it, huh? And Joshua did the dishes for me. So that, oh, that was, that was nice. nice. That was nice. Yeah. Thank you, Joshua. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I uh, let me see. What did I get? All uh, We had dinner at uh, or lunch at uh, Caleb's Place in East Atlanta, mm-hmm. and I had steaks Oh, and uh, right. all the Fitzens, mm-hmm. and it was delicious. And let me see what else. I got a, a couple of cool shirts and a $25 gift card. That is a cool so, shirt you're wearing right now. Yeah, this, I know. I really one, like it. Actually, I have had this one, so but uh, I love this shirt. Okay. But anyway, we had a great time. And Steve got what for Father's Day? Uh, a phone call. 
He did get I, a phone I call. I called him, yeah. Did All he right. say, who is this? No. <laughs> <laughs> we talked on the phone for a while yesterday. That's good. We and did. What, and uh, was any of that not asking him for something? I'd stop <laughs> it. No. <laughs> did your sibling get him anything? You know, siblings, I don't right? Know. Siblings? I have siblings, yes. Okay. I don't know. I don't think my sister was home. I don't think she was in the now, state. She lives there in, she does, in Delaware. But I think yeah. she was out of state yesterday. Hmm. She doesn't live in the house, right? They she don't... does. Oh, and she my does? brother does too, yes. Okay, so they still have children at they do. At home. Mm-hmm. Okay. So your brother stayed at home. He did. So he's probably the favorite now because well, he was there. Mm, and, it's hard nah. to say. <laughs> would a present for your dad, uh, would a good present from uh, your brother to your dad be that uh, he's uh, out of the house? You know what? <laughs> depends <laughs> Maybe on the day, it probably. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some days that sounds good to me with Elijah. Oh, which is Summerfest. He's uh, at summer camp now. They loaded up the, the bus this morning at 8 o'clock. Yeah. So he'll be back on Thursday, giving us plenty of time to uh, pack up and move and not <laughs> give a, a forwarding address. Poor Elijah. So we're pretty Aww. excited about that. So. Although I saw the picture you posted yesterday <laughs> of you and the boys. Yeah. Oh, and, I love uh, that. And Elijah in there, he looks like a rapper. The way the, what he's wearing, and he's got the a like candy a gold, rapper. He's got like a cold cha- a gold chain on, and uh, he just looked like a rapper. I mean, Lord Jesus, yeah. I don't know where <laughs> he got the influence there. Yeah. See, no, obviously, From his I'm mother. not dressed right. Obviously, <laughs> oh uh, Janie D will call her. That's her first <laughs> yeah. name, Janie Donna. Janie D. Yo, yo, what up? What oh, up? Yeah, that happens around my house. No, we've never. I mean, I'm not against it. But there's not a lot of that going on, mm-hmm. and he picked up that influence. Caleb, more of like my style, yeah, right. uh, mm-hmm. you know, classic rock type, you know, pop rock, whatever. And Jake about the same, but Elijah just went totally uh, rapper esque. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, he looks like a rapper mm-hmm. in that yeah. picture. He really does. And he says he's dressing up like some character on Disney, somebody Paulding or Jay Paulding. Mm-hmm. Do you I know? I don't know. And my with, kids don't watch the Disney anymore. So. And, uh, and, yeah, I yeah. don't know. Who knows? Anyway, but a great uh, Father's Day. We did play this. Have you guys ever played cornhole? You yeah. know what that is? Yes. Oh, yeah, I love yeah. cornhole. Okay. Do you know what ladder ball is? No. L- like ladder? Like ladder, a, no, yeah. L A D D E R. Okay. It's a free, you, you can usually play it with um, uh, cornhole. Uh, groups usually play them, you know, after each other or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, uh, you climb a ladder. And uh, no, no you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it's a part of the cornhole thing. You've got these uh, like balls on strings, mm-hmm. and you throw them at like a ladder device, which can double as the cornhole thing. Uh, yeah, and it wraps okay. it up. In, uh, yeah, oh, actually, yes, about. I have yeah. played okay. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we 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 did that. Mom is big about playing games. She's a big game. She wants right. us to play games. Yeah. She says, "Come on, boys, let's play games." We all go. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we just want to watch right. TV, but you know, to make mom happy, uh, we do that. Well, tomorrow's the day that the election is happening. Thank God, because praise wow. the Lord. There's so many. I hate <laughs> mudslinging anyway. I don't care who you are, what you're running for. Dog catcher, you know. There's something being slung. I'm not sure if it's mud, mud in a it's, dog catching. It's something uh, political thing. But uh, yesterday, Jake was sitting in front of the television, and one of the candidates came up. And we've, I mean, they're like every break, right? These political mm-hmm. right. candidates. And yeah. he goes, oh, look, there's John Osloff. I'm like, Osloff. even my special Osloff. special needs son has yeah. picked up. Oh, my goodness. He knows these people because wow. he hears them over and over again. Yeah. So tomorrow is the day. And you ran into Anita at church. I did. On Sunday. And she's coming on the show when? 
I told her, uh, you know, she just filmed a DVD last week. Or is that what you do? Do you film a DVD? Are you going to do the announcing recorded? part in a world? In a world <laughs> where comedy was needed. No. Um. Uh, once she gets that done and edited and ready to go, I said you need to come back on talk about it. Yes. And how, how folks can mm-hmm. get it. She's not actually editing it. Yeah. She, she does. She edits her own stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah, she said no she way. likes to edit her own stuff. So she's quite awesome. gifted. That girl. She is. So you said that she looked up something on a what? Rolodex. Oh, something yeah. about a Rolodex. Yeah, because I was thinking her because she uh, she was the one that suggested that we have Joy um, Chambliss on, yes, who yes. we had on last yes, week. Yes, yes. And uh, I said she was wonderful, and she said, "Well, I'll look through my Rolodex and see who else uh, I might be able to, uh, you know, to uh, you know, to get you guys." And I said, "You actually have a Rolodex?" Yeah. So we had this conversation going to Starbizzle this morning, right? And we brought up Tiana. Oh, goody. Okay. Do you know, <laughs> who, who is twenty five yeah. and still doesn't? get her dead father's day gift wow. but that's a whole nother wow. story mm-hmm. so do you know what a rolodex is um isn't it something you keep contacts in yeah, oh, that's yeah. Oh. yeah. right okay now see she we knows. thought you would think that that was a wristwatch a rolodex. <laughs> oh, <laughs> i know rolodex well people still use rolodex i guess so. so anyway i don't know if this girl is in our rolodex but she's going to be amazing be still ministries rachel faulkner brown mm-hmm. she's in the green room we'll get her and we'll find out about Be Still Ministries. We'll be back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Stay there. Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Ratcliffe on Faith Talk Atlanta. Now gluten-free with no preservatives added. Or at least he thinks so. Yeah. Right? It is <laughs> I got lots of gluten in me. I don't know about you. <laughs> yes, we know. That's something we've been meaning to talk about your exercise regimen. Yes, now, lack here, thereof. Now, here Bethany's trying to fat you up for the wedding, but yeah. I'm trying to keep you thin yeah. and stealthy looking. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? So yeah. who wins here? N- neither Bethany. one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Bethany probably. Donut! Over here. Welcome to the Monday edition of Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Happy Monday. To the left of me, the beautiful Rachel Faulkner Brown. Be still ministry. How you doing? I'm good. Did How you, are y'all? Did you see your, you'll, you'll look over here at the monitor, your name will pop up here just oh, in a second, then the angels will sing. Oh, can't wait. According to Tracy uh, Arnson, uh, you are amazing, Jeez. and uh, thanks for being a part of Thank our you. show. She's pretty amazing, isn't she's she? She's amazing. I was going to say, she takes one to know one, I guess. She's pretty <laughs> special. Yeah, she is special, and we hear you are as well. You got quite a story. You are yeah. uh, you were widowed twice, and yes. you've been married for the third time now, and yes. you kept a secret for 25 years we want to get into that and be still ministry something that you are the founder of touching ladies all over it just transforming their lives we want to talk about that in a second but first i think you think i didn't check this out so we may be in trouble we may not have a show tomorrow okay we've got some dr david jeremiah books all right to give away sure so let's give like two or three away between now and the end of the show (laughs) (laughs) hopefully shamso is standing by with those books and we're not uh speaking out of turn yeah you can find out more about uh that book it's called revealing the mysteries of heaven how's that is that how you have to say it yeah absolutely that's how you have to read it too if you read it out loud you have to read it just like (laughs) just like that revealing the mysteries of that's it beautiful you got the job Uh, uh, you can find out more about that book at faithtalkatlanta.com, but we'll give those away in just a few. Meanwhile, your vision, it says, Rachel, for all women to fully embrace their freedom and rest in the finished work of Jesus Christ. I love that. Did you write that yourself? I did. You didn't have like a ghostwriter <laughs> write that? I need a ghostwriter for something, but I did write that. <laughs> as busy as you are, from what I understand, what's going on, yeah, I guess that's where you go, okay, I need to get somebody in here to 
to kind of help me with this thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, I'm actually doing Ministry Ventures. Have you ever talked to Beth Bennett and that group at no, Ministry I've, Ventures? I think no. I heard about that. Y'all need to call them. They're amazing. So they help ministries like mine get off the ground. Because okay. we just became a 501c3. We've been going for, I mean, five years, like not with any, you know, real programming mm, other yeah, than yeah. just what we're doing. Sure. But we just became a 501c3 this week, which is awesome. so oh, wow. exciting. Way to go. Congratulations. Yeah. Where's our applause? Golf, <laughs> golf applause. Golf applause. Oh, here, here you go. There you go. Here's, here's <laughs> legitimate. Thank you, Dan. That's our studio audience, which we don't <laughs> yes. pay at all, actually. No, we don't. That's why no. they're kind of slow in their yeah. applause. <laughs> <laughs> they're so nice over here. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it is. It is. So we've been in Atlanta doing um, week, you know, monthly meetings. Right. We've done 37 since I moved here, which is pretty Pretty amazing. 37. Yeah, yeah. So it's been um, just a journey of just sewing into women's lives. Yeah. And I mean, it's just like I said, I found my freedom in Christ. Yeah. And so when you find it, you want to share it, you yeah. know? And so for me, I just, I see so many. And, and there's a statistic, it said only 13% of women identify their most important role as a follower of Christ. Hmm. So really? most, you know, I think there's such an identity crisis yeah, yeah. in women, you yeah. know, like we identify ourselves as a mother and a right. parent and, and that's all great, amazing things. But if right. you don't know who you are as a follower of Christ first, all that stuff is going to be a little broken. So you know? it's number one, then um, being a mother. Yeah. 68 and then number two, wife, maybe like or? mother, parent, wife. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And so, but you know, for women, to me, that's where the breakdown comes and that's where B still comes in and tries to fill in that gap of letting women really embrace what they already have as yeah. a believer in Christ uh-huh. and really letting go of their junk i mean so to speak and so letting all those things kind of fall away and just rest in what jesus has already done for them that they don't have to earn because we're we love to earn things we're mm. all about the carrots and oh, sticks yeah. mm-hmm. oh, sure. and um so for me it's just letting people see other women's testimonies of women who've walked through horrible things in their life and they can still say i mean my god is good because i rest in what he's already done for me yeah yeah. And I know he truly loves me, even when bad things happen to me, like my life. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm a case study for be still. <laughs> but, um, you know, even in my life, losing two husbands, one at 23 and one at 30, um, I just got to the point, you know, letting go of some um, secrets, obviously, yeah, and yeah. really understanding who I was in Christ, and what I already had. That was a huge thing for me. Here you've only been talking for a few minutes, and already I've gotten something that just blew me away like I had never thought of it, but it seems so simple. You said, um, uh, I don't remember the statistic, but but women who, who identify themselves as a mother or a or, or wife, wife rather mm-hmm. than um, a, a child of, of, of God or, yeah. you know, a, you know Christ somebody follower. Christ follower. Yeah. Um, isn't it interesting that what we get so wrapped up in is what becomes our identity more or less. And shouldn't we be so wrapped up in our relationship with Christ that that's what we identify as? And maybe that's just simple to everybody else, but that just blew me away. And I thought, (laughs) duh, why, why am I I not so wrapped up in my relationship with Christ as, as I am as being a father or a husband, whatever. Well, and I always say, too, if mama gets healed, everybody gets healed. Mm. And so really, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's re- and I see it time and time again. It'd be still like these women, they'll come and they'll be like, oh, my child is experiencing this. And usually the mom is experiencing that yeah. or the husband is experiencing. And like when you are free enough to let them heal 
you know, outside of you, you just let Jesus heal you and then you extend grace to let them heal. And I've experienced that in my own life, in my own marriage, just my husband experienced anxiety and depression when we were first married, my third husband. You'd think I would have gotten this right after the. <laughs> You'd think I could have like walked through that a few times before that, but um, but he experienced anxiety and depression until I released him, okay, and I released myself to heal from my judgment, from you know condemning him for something he couldn't even help until I released him to heal. Like and release myself to heal, he couldn't even heal, you know. So it's just I see it so many times um, when women come and just let their own stuff leave it at the foot of the cross. Everybody else in their family gets healing, hmm. you know. And that's why I say like identifying yourself as a follower of Christ and a receiver of His love. If you receive love, everybody else in your family can receive, hmm. you know, because they see what that looks like. Right. So it's fun. I mean, it is an amazing, I don't know, just I mean, it's like a drug. You know, when you watch people like just come alive in Christ, um, I don't want to be anywhere else. You know, that's what the church is really for, mm-hmm. you know, is to really impart what it looks like to be alive in Christ mm-hmm. and to embrace your resurrection power. Well, let's talk more about that yeah. and uh, how you're influencing the ladies with Be Still Ministries. Let's go f- to the very beginning. Sure. I, I did want to talk about, because you mentioned the third husband yes. with depression. Yeah. And I don't want to get the cart before the horse. Sure. Did you find yourself as a, a, a fixer trying to fix the situation, even knowing better? Did you catch yourself trying to fix? Oh, totally. Because I know men are fixers. We're fixers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, like our wives will come to us. I mean, uh, Kathy doesn't come to me, Dan. <laughs> well, Does Donna not. come to you and ask you? <laughs> Every once in a while, yeah. <laughs> but they, they want stuff. They want to communicate something. Mm-hmm. And we think they want it fixed. So we try to try to fix it right and then they tell us i don't want this solved or fixed i, I just, just want, want you to listen, listen. Right. <laughs> yeah exactly. so i, I yeah. kind of turned that around did you did you find yourself trying to lead or to fix in that area well i'll tell you i did not go through there both of my husbands were killed tragically okay. so one had an aneurysm and one was in a plane crash okay. and so wow. Because there was no one to blame, you know, I mean, there was really no blame. I did not go through the angry phase. I went through the phases, but I didn't go through angry. So when when Rod got sick after we got married, I mean, I was just angry. So I went through that phase and I was just mad at God. I was like, I mean, I have buried two husbands. Are you kidding me? Mm. Now this one is sick. And like, you know, of course, I've got two kids. So I'm trying to like. No, don't watch. Don't watch. Yeah, don't yeah, look. Yeah. Don't look. Yeah. You know, and it's it's really common. I mean, I just I can't tell you when I share my story for women, you know, one of the main things they connect to is their husband not being where they want him to be in right. life and then and releasing. So anyway, one one day for me, the way it all kind of shook out and the way I realized is the Lord, I sat with him and just worshiped for three hours and then he ended up saying i want you to take communion i want you to experience what what the bread breaking that was for your body and your healing Mm -hmm. so you could extend grace for rod to heal oh wow and so it was like a whole you know i took communion growing up probably 
it's like some of you or some of your listeners did. It was like we got a new Sunday school lesson and we took communion. And I love that little square cracker. Sure, yeah. I didn't really. Yeah. I wanted <laughs> I more, not yeah. just one. Exactly. I mean, I was like, can I have two? You know, so it was like a snack. And so I just didn't ever really get communion. Mm. And um, I didn't get it till I got sick. So it's it's one of those things. It's so special to me now. And you'd think like at 40 years old or I was 30, you know, 36 at the time, you'd think that I would have had a little clue what that really meant Mm -hmm. but i just didn't you know until you walk through it you can't really know you know Mm -hmm. and um so the lord just did a whole work in my heart just letting down my my judgment i think that was a big thing because i was just like i mean come on you got a wife and Rod had been single his whole life, and so he's 45, got a wife and kids. I'm like, you've gotten everything you wanted. Why yeah. can't you just be happy? <laughs> you know? And I'm a, you know, I'm a pretty, um, you know, I would say I'm pretty gritty. Like, I'm just kind of a hard charger, you yeah. know. And um, I, I just, would think you would you would have to be, right, for what you've yeah. gone through oh, yeah, and what, totally. you're, what you're doing now. Yeah. So you've earned some muscle, and mm-hmm. not everybody wants to earn that type of muscle, right, mm-hmm. with what you've gone no. through. Did you find yourself muscly or gritty before all these events happened in your life we did were you raised as a- i was yeah i think that's one of the things too like i was kind of you know my parents are almost 70 so i was raised in that in that generation where it's just like you don't really complain like my, my mom never hardly ever missed school right. i mean she was a school teacher and missed like four days in 35 <laughs> years i mean you know it was just Teachers like don't miss school <laughs> soldier on girlfriend yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know and so for me like i mean that's good those are those are good qualities yeah, on yeah. some level but i never really emotionally developed the way i probably should have okay so if you've read personally healthy spirituality Emotionally Healthy Spirituality by Pete Scazzaro. I read that book. I was flying out to Boise to speak, and I literally cried the entire way reading that book because he was a pastor. He was so spiritually in heavenly realms with Jesus and yet couldn't feel anything that his children were feeling or Mm. his wife, and Mm. he couldn't get on their level emotionally. And that was me. My kids were like, I'm sad my daddy died. And I'm like, God has good plans for us, plans to give us a hope and a future. All I could do is just quote scripture at them, and a kid doesn't need that. Right, right. You know, they need you to be in it with them. And I couldn't, I literally couldn't be in it because I was so gritty. Mm. So I had to go to counseling like we all do. (laughs) Let's let's pick up on that. We've got a heartbreak coming up here in seconds. This is a fascinating story. And we'll go through it and we'll find out uh, about women and how they're being helped and how people can connect with you and watch you and be a part of it as well. Uh, Rachel Faulkner-Brown will be right back with her. Be Still Ministries. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Stay right there. Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Radcliffe, the choice of discriminating listeners throughout greater Atlanta. And also those who tuned in by mistake. Oh, yeah, it is the Monday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. And I am Dan Radcliffe. <laughs> I love it when you say it like that. <laughs> Special guest Rachel Faulkner Brown in studio, Be Still Ministries. What a story. She is, uh, she's been widowed twice is married now to uh, a young man. And I say young because he's younger than I am. Right. 
Yeah, uh, been a part young. of North Point for what'd you say, nineteen years? Yes. Remind 19 me his years. first name. Rod. Rod. Uh-huh. Does he want to be mentioned? Uh, I don't know. Sometimes people don't. <laughs> Too late. Know he show. has been now. <laughs> Too late for that. Then. They mentioned me on that show. My career is doomed. <laughs> anyway, we want to talk about your your story, and we are. We're into it. You have quite a story. Yeah. You're more than one show. You could take shows and days <laughs> because of what's going on. Not only the past of of Rachel Faulkner Brown, mm-hmm. but what's going on now and what you see. In the yeah, future, yeah. So we'll talk more about that in uh, in just a second. We've got Doctor Jeremiah books to give away between now and the end of the show, revealing the mysteries of heaven and what's coming up in October. Dan, uh, the Pastors Appreciation Event <laughs> is coming up at I the Crown Plaza you, Ravinia <laughs> with uh, the Crown Plaza Ravinia with A.R. Bernard. All right, that's as our special be, speaker, going to be huge. They can sign up now. FaithTalkAtlanta.com. This right. is an event we do every year, and it is uh, amazing. Remember when we had Crawford Loritz's son? I do, and I don't remember his first name. Brian. Brian. Brian was it Loritz. Brian? Look, she knows. He like <laughs> knocked it out he of the was state. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Wow, it was a wow. Pastors Appreciation Event. We've had other good ones. This mm. one is going to be amazing. A.R. Bernard again. What date? Uh, the 9th, October 9th or 19th. It's a, there's a 9 in there somewhere. Okay, I promise I I'll look on the website. Boy, are we in trouble now with our executive producer. Just go producer. to FaithTalkAtlanta.com uh, you can find out. Anyway, FaithTalkAtlanta.com. Uh, Rachel Faulkner Brown, Be Still Ministries. They can go to what? BeStillMinistries.com to find out more. What's your website? Yeah, Be Still. Well, my, Rachel Faulkner Brown is what? my website.com. Okay, okay, okay. And then you can get to Be Still from there, but BeStillMinistry.org. Yeah, Facebook, I'm sure, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, Instagram, Chattagram, Instagram, yeah. whatever, social media. <laughs> One do of you, those. Do you find, I mean, that's a little overwhelming for me. I'm just on, I did have a few of them, like Twitter and all yeah, that, but too. Facebook was, I went back to Facebook and said, Okay, I'll just coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now my sons, now they're on everything. Right? Yeah. I mean, they got right. devices for every single oh, one. Yeah. It's crazy. No, time, I'm just it? really a mainly an Instagrammer. I mean, like, yeah. that's kind of where if you want to follow me, like, yeah. that's the place to go. I just don't have margin for all those extra, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some things I just, you know, I think just through the years, like, you just go places and share your story and, like, yeah, yeah. everybody becomes your friend. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. And so there's yeah. lots of those on Facebook. And so more, you know, Instagram's a little bit more my family. Yeah. Kind of feels a little more my family. Yeah. So um, that's remind where I share an my old pictures. guy, how, how do you get on Instagram to connect with you? Rachel Faulkner Brown. At that Rachel easy? Faulkner Brown, yes. Okay. That's pretty yeah, easy. Just, All right, we'll, we'll take a selfie in a little sure. while uh, after the show and we'll put it, uh, we'll put it on, on there. Yes. Dan's the intelligent one. He's I the know. hip one. I follow he, Dan. He knows <laughs> Everybody follows. I know what Dan did Dan. last night. <laughs> oh my gosh, what did <laughs> I do? Yard work or housework? It was housework, yeah, working on it. Oh my gosh. Don't get me started. Anyway, Rachel's story is quite amazing and I'm sure. Sure, they can follow you and find out more. Uh, sure. Fill in the details. Yeah. We're gonna we'll touch on some. So you were married the for to your first husband. Tell us that story and let's progress here. Yeah. So I was um, met him the first week of college. We dated all through college. He was you know super stud and got married the week after I graduated. We were married for three and a half years, and then he went to play after church one Sunday afternoon a game of pickup basketball and had an aneurysm, and when he fell in the concrete, it severed his spinal cord. He was just playing a pickup game in my best friend's driveway, and um, I was 23. It was 10 days before my 24th birthday. He was 27, but the picture of health. I mean, like, if you had said... Oh, Todd Faust had an aneurysm. I mean, the whole town that we lived in was like, I'm sorry, what? I mean, you know, it's just so hard to believe. So, um, you know, kept moving. I mean, I was a drug rep for Eli Lilly and Company. So was he. I ended up actually taking his job just to kind of 
change it up and call on people that loved him but mm. didn't know me. Yeah. Anyway, that was amazing. It was a good good choice. And um, got married a couple of years later to a family friend. He was supposed to be in our wedding. He was um, in the Air Force and lived this crazy life as a fighter pilot yeah. flying A-10s, oh, which wow. is the, you know, got the Gatlin gun on the front, yeah. the tank killer. Now, so, you, you didn't connect. You don't connect with guys that are just like, <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to watch Jerry Springer. <laughs> I mean, you like. Let's hope not. Here's a guy that's like Joe Macho, number one, fighter pilot, number two, mm-hmm. and even number three. I know. My gracious. I know. God is just, uh, it's t- <laughs> totally, I, I do not deserve it, but God is just, I don't know. He loves, you know, he loves to bless his children. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, number two. No, yeah. I mean, he was living the dream. I mean, you know, I always say I was going to sell drugs and he was dropping bombs. <laughs> so, <laughs> Love that. We were write your material. I guess quite, you do. That's pretty yeah, good. I mean, it was like we were quite the pair. And no kids, living in New Orleans, then got blown up by Hurricane Katrina. Oh, right. So I was pregnant. My husband, Blair, had come home from Afghanistan. We got pregnant. He was Again, living the dream, doing the real, you know, real war on terrorism. Yeah, yeah. Comes home, we get pregnant, and then we get blown out when I was 33 weeks pregnant. And we ended up in Columbus, Mississippi, where okay. he ended up flying T-38. So he ended up teaching the right. next gen of fighter pilots. Okay. And loved it. And we were, you know, living, again, dream number two and had our baby girl, Campbell. And she was five months old, and he went to work on a, you know, regular April morning and had two flights that day. And the first flight, he and his student pilot, they took off. And when the plane took off, the cable in the wing broke and mm. they immediately flipped and oh, were both gosh. killed instantly. Wow. wow. Yeah. So I was at home with a two year old and a five month old. Wow. My gracious. Mm-hmm. And so, what is the time frame between that? when you lost your first husband so that was we'd been married uh so been almost six and a half seven years so okay. we were married almost five years and then okay. it'd been two years since todd had died in 2001 so yeah it's funny it'll be my 20th what would be my 20th anniversary with todd this coming mm. year which yeah. is just so crazy yeah. to think you know yeah. what would have been right right you right. know if you if he were still alive i just nuts but um and then you know blair was 39 so it was you know Ten days before his fortieth birthday, My which goodness. is so hard to believe. My gracious, yeah, and um, you know, there I was. But at this, at this point, I will say, you know, um, burn me once. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, you know. But lightning striking twice, I was like, okay, I have a very clear choice. I can die, which yeah. would have been a very legitimate, sure, you know, expected choice, right, right. or I can use this. To bring more glory to Jesus than could ever be known mm-hmm. and um, and to just stomp on the devil's head. And I was just like, you know what? I, I'm a Christ girl. I'm a Christ follower. I love Jesus, you know, and he loves me. And I know that he's going to use this for good. In Genesis 50, 20, it says what you intended for harm. Joseph talking mm-hmm. to his brothers, mm-hmm. God intended for good and for the saving of many lives. Fear not. I mm-hmm. will take care of you and your little children. That was my life. I was just like, all right, Joseph on. Here I go. Mm-hmm. You know, like. I know more people will come to know Christ through this death, and I'm just going to choose that, mm. you know. And so I just did. I was like, God is good, you know. Well, I mean, how long was that process? I mean, did you, well, you didn't was, do that immediately? Yeah, did you? I did. I, I, you know, when you lose a husband, you are so as you're traumatized, but like you have very 
clear choices to make, you okay. know, and I had great people around me. And so I will say, I said, this is the hundred foot journey. It's my hundred foot journey. You know yeah. that movie? Yeah. So I walked back from my neighbor's house where they told me what had happened to Blair. I walked back to my house, which was about a hundred feet. And I say my brain was rewired for God's eternal glory wow. because I just knew like this doesn't happen by chance. You know, this is just, and you know, God's not causing this. This is just the world we live in. I mean, this is just evil. I mean, frankly, I don't know any other way to explain yeah, it. Yeah, sure. And God is still good. And so I was just like, I, I mean, I knew I have a choice and I have two kids who are watching. Right. You know, and I will declare his goodness till the day I die. Wow. So I know it sounds crazy and people are like, really? But I mean, it was just so just in me, uh. you know, I just, I just didn't have, um, yeah, there wasn't another option for me hmm. Rachel, as a Christ follower. Rachel Faulkner Brown telling her story, Be Still Ministries. So no doubt you've had ladies come to you that, yeah. that you've ministered to mm-hmm. and similar things have happened. Right. Yet they didn't go the direction of you. You have grit. You have, I'm Christ follower. Mm-hmm. I'm moving on. Mm-hmm. They uh, point fingers mm-hmm. at themselves, mm. other people, and of God. Mm-hmm. How do you walk them through that? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not easy. You know, I mean, death and hardship and um, all of those things are very, you know, I just really try and listen and and then I ask Holy Spirit to help because, I mean, I don't have the answers, yeah. you know, and everybody's situation is so different. So I just when I'm always with them, I'm just think I'm just asking the Lord, give me a word that will comfort her in this moment, because I don't, I don't get more than a couple of minutes with people a lot mm-hmm. of times. You know what I mean? It's quick. But but the Holy Spirit is outside of time. So for me, I'm just like, hey, you do you do the work that I don't have the words, you know, in my weakness. You are strong. He's so much better than I am at that stuff. So I just let him. I mean, it sounds, you know, it may sound crazy to some listeners, but honestly, in those moments, the only thing I can do is just ask them, can I pray for you? Mm-hmm. Because that is the most powerful thing I can do is just let Holy Spirit comfort them in that moment because their story is not going to be my story. Praise God. I yeah. don't want them to have right, my story. Right, right. And the details and the, you know, the backstory is always so different and so twisted sometimes and so mm-hmm. difficult. And, you know, sometimes when, a wife loses a husband, the parent, you know, the in-laws, they have just such tension with them. And, you know, there's just so many dynamics in a two minute conversation. I can't know. So really, I mean, that's for me. I just, you know, love on them, give them a big hug and tell them, I know God is good. And I want you to believe that with me. Hmm. Let's talk more about that. Be still ministries. And, uh, let's talk about maybe some stories. Yeah. Ladies. And, uh, Again, uh, what's the website they can go to to find out more about you? Yeah, connect with you. org. All yeah. right. Let's give away uh, those books in the next segment, too, Dan. We've got All to right. go to a break. I am Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is ATO and Live. FTO, a match made in Buckhead. Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta. Oh, yeah, it is uh, Monday, believe it or not, and it is the uh, Monday edition of Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Proch. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe, having a great show with Rachel Faulkner-Brown here. Yeah, there's no way we, we're just scratching the surface with <laughs> your story and where we really want to go. And yeah. folks can, uh, can, can follow you on so many social media places. Instagram is, again, the good place yeah. to go to. Mm-hmm. What is it? Rachel Faulkner-Brown. It's that easy, and also you have a Facebook as well, and then again, yep. your website uh, mm-hmm. for folks to get the entire story. BeStillMinistries.org, and then my own website is RachelFaulknerBrown.com. All right, and I, uh, I I wanted to get to, before you go, the title of that book you mentioned that the pastor wrote about mm-hmm. emotions. I think that's a really great book. I'd love to read that 
uh, and uh, uh, just kind of uh, share that uh, as as well. But first, speaking of books, let's do this. Let's give uh, the uh, the books away. How many you want to give away? You think sixteen? Oh, let's, let's let's do two. How about two? <laughs> okay, Doctor David Jeremiah's book, uh, Revealing the Mysteries of Heaven. Yep, is that yep, what it's yep, called? Yep. And uh, if you will be the first couple of callers right now, four zero four nine nine five seventy three hundred. Hopefully, Shamso is standing by, and she's not wandering around the hall somewhere. <laughs> Shamso will uh, take your call and get you those books, 404-995-7300. No, it's usually me that's, that's wandering around the halls. Yes, it Sometimes is. I forget I have a sh- I'm a part of a show. Oh, am I supposed to like be on Friday. somewhere? Like Friday. Oh, wait. I got to go. Rachel Fogner-Brown has an amazing story, Be Still Ministries. So we talked a little bit about uh, your story. Mm-hmm. And then you found at a place when your third husband was struggling with depression that mm-hmm. you needed counseling. Yes. We want yes. to go through that pretty rapidly as far as you realizing what you needed mm-hmm. and how that translate in, translates into the fact that now you're ministering to ladies with so many different uh, challenges, junks, as you yeah, mentioned, junk. that uh, women have yeah. junk, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So let's let, let's well, go there. Well, you men do too. Yeah, you just not yes, we do. Well, I'm sure it's not <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> we just hide it well, don't yeah. we? Just for the record, yeah. <laughs> we don't like to talk about it. We don't like to talk about it. Uh, I love you, Rick. <laughs> so you go to Cal- notice she didn't say love you, Dan. Yeah, wow. Yeah, you too, Dan. I'm, I'm aware of it's my junk. It's out now, everyone. Uh, that's why I want to read that book. Yeah, um, exactly. Okay, so you get counseling. You realize yeah. that you're broken. You're fragmented. Yeah. And yeah. you would, would you would it be safe to say you got fixed? Yeah. Just like that? Well, I mean, I would say I'm a recovering receiver, okay. you know, so okay. I'm definitely in recovery. And, I, you know, it's so funny. People always talk about celebrate recovery. You all you automatically think about um, drugs, alcohol, whatever. Right. I mean, I think like everybody could benefit from celebrate recovery. Mm-hmm. I truly believe we're all recovering from something. We all have yeah. a wound. And for me, it's just I really never embraced how I felt about things. Like, I really wasn't allowed to own that. And so that really doesn't do well when your children are struggling. So just to clarify, I ended up in counseling because Mm -hmm. my kids were struggling so badly with their dad. And when their apple cart got upset by moving, they started grieving. And I had not grieved myself. I was just, you know, up here with Jesus leading Bible studies and walking out scripture, you know, like I thought I should have, but I emotionally was just completely bankrupt. Mm -hmm. And so I had to um, restore my own emotional health before I could even help my children. So that's why I ended up in counseling. So I'm still in recovery, to be really honest. And I still do counseling. Uh, um, You know, I just, you know, it's hard to undo those habits. I mean, the Lord has done an amazing work, but there's still more. You know, there's more for all of us. And I'm a learner. So I think when you're a learner, you want to constantly you just know i haven't we're never going to arrive you know as much as i feel whole i know i'm just not going to arrive so um yeah so rod experiencing um i did get married for the third time just to clarify that so yeah i i was single for six years and then met through a mutual friend and it was i mean i our first date, I was just like, oh, pretty much. I know I'm going to marry him. I mean, he was. <laughs> did you tell him that at well, the time? Well, I didn't. I didn't, which was, but I dreamed about him that night, which was so crazy. I didn't have dreams. I, the Lord didn't speak to me that way, not yet, at least. And so I dreamed about him that night, and it was so real. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to marry him. <laughs> and, you know, woke up, didn't tell him, praise Jesus, because he would have run. Never been never, run. No, <laughs> he had never been married. He was 45, never been married, always wanted to be, wanted two kids, wanted to be married. And he got all that on the same day. Lucky him. <laughs> That's almost like winning so, the lottery, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. No Oh, my gosh. And we moved to to um, the suburbs from Midtown for him. So, 
Anyway, it was a lot. And so, you know, I was still in that space of, you know, receiving and just dealing with this new life, new yeah. place, new life, wanting to start be still here and, you know, help women. But yet I needed to I, I needed to be present in my own family first, you know. And so that was a really um, tough six months of our marriage. But I will say I've never I never regret things that have happened to me or I never I'm like, oh, I wish that wouldn't have happened because I now am able to speak into things that I could have never spoken. So anytime you have pain or anything, mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. can see it as, my gosh, this has such purpose, this will mm-hmm. have such purpose and I'm going to get an upgrade. Like, I know <laughs> it sounds so crazy, but like when you have pain, it's like it's only because God wants to do something better in your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just truly believe that there's no other way for me to frame it. I mean, it's going to happen, but it's for an upgrade in your life. I love how you say that. That's I've never heard it quite communicated that way. But that's right. really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's just true. I mean, I just I totally believe that. And obviously, there's so many things that um, you can get distracted by and you can be down in the dumps about things. But if you see like, I know something better is coming. Uh-huh. My gosh. And it does. It always opens up your ministry or, you know, if you see your life and I love Jill Briscoe, she says your ministry is between your two feet. Nobody called you into ministry. You accepted Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, to me, if we all believe that, yeah. I mean, you'd be interviewing everybody in Atlanta, right? you know, or, you know, believers, I guess, right, right, right. um, people who accepted the call. So I just like, when I think about my life like that, I never, I always thought that was for people who went to seminary. Oh my gosh. No. (laughs) I mean, you are in ministry. And if you see it that way, I mean, Mm. wow. You know, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, what kind of uh, difference did it make for your kids uh, to see what you went through as you went through the counseling and, and you had that change in your life? How did that change them? Yeah, I think for me, just getting in the pain with them, like, you know, no, nobody wants to feel like they're at an arm's length Mm -hmm. um, and especially not your kids. Mm -hmm. And so for me, just laying down and truly feeling the sadness that my kids felt for not having a dad and just allowing myself to cry with them. I mean, I always say, I think the Holy Spirit works through tears, you know, because I just believe like when you, you know, I, I was a little bit like if you've ever seen the holiday, Cameron Diaz and the holiday, like she just, you know, all of her tears are dried up or whatever. Mm -hmm. And because she was so emotionally detached from Mm -hmm. her life and her sadness for not being married and all that. And so I think that was that was me. So once I could attach to the sadness and to the grief and really feel it and work through it with my kids, they felt that. And I will say, I mean, they still feel it, but I, you know, I'm present with them Mm -hmm. and I'm you know, in it, I'm in their bed. Typically, that's when it always comes out at night, mm-hmm. you know, so really just making that bedtime priority to pray with them and just to be like, how's your heart? What's going on? You know, and, and when they ask questions, just really going in and not trying. You're tired at night. You know, that's like the worst right. time to yeah, be yeah. having these, right. hor- you know, these hard conversations. But like, that's when they need it the most. So mm-hmm. really just allowing myself to to feel it with them. I mean, yeah. that was just, I mean, that was part of the recovery, mm-hmm. you know. Rachel Faulkner Brown, Be Still Ministries. We've got about a minute. Sure. Uh, can, can you, in a minute, tell what you do with Be Still? Yeah. So we basically come into a home. We're doing one tomorrow night. We come into a home all over the city and we. Um, allow women to share their stories. You know, women are not on stage very often, you Mm -hmm. know, sharing their stories. And so I love finding these women with these incredible just God stories. 
I have a worship team or, you know, leader who comes in, plays a few songs, and then, you know, we get in that space just to receive from God through somebody else's story. And then I have this amazing prayer team who prays for women because, you know, on Sundays, you're not going to let somebody pray for you. you got to yeah. get your kids. You're right. hungry. Right. And so it's just a night for women just to let their hair down, honestly, and just to kind of curl up in the lap of Jesus and then allow one of us to pray for them mm. because, I mean, you wouldn't believe just – the process of prayer when you allow somebody to touch you mm-hmm. and to um, allow the Holy Spirit to heal you, what can happen in an instant? I mean, it's it can be truly life changing in mm-hmm. one night. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it time and time again. It wow. happens all the time. Yeah, and, you, and I think there's uh, what I read was something like 1,500 women in Atlanta have basically yeah. gone wow. through it, maybe a little more. Yeah. Real quick, how can they get contact with you, be a part of it? We've yeah, got just seconds. follow me on Instagram and we put the invitations up there and they can just. Follow us all over the city. We kind of rotate in and out of the perimeter. So awesome. it's fun. Let's get you back, can yeah, we? Can we sure. get you back in the studio and talk to. more? Make about a promise. You? Okay. <laughs> Raise your right hand. My honor. Tomorrow's going to be a great show. I'm on assignment. Dan will be here with Tiana. And now Holly will be in the studio mm-hmm. and he'll bring his guitar and do some stuff. Some picking and grinning. It's going to be a great show. Have a great Monday. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. We'll see you. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.